hard act to follow behind Jesus. I'm sorry. <laughs> Very hard. My goodness. I love that part of me. That's my wife. I love that part of me. My goodness. See, that's me. The Bible says when you get married, you become one flesh. <laughs> Man. Oh. This is the cute side of me. I love that. Man. Glory to God. See, when I look at it, I be like, I got hair. I got plenty here. <laughs> it's just your perspective. I got plenty here. Just not on this head, but it's on that one. The Bible said the, the hair is her glory. And the Bible said that she's the glory of the man. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> See, it's how you... That's the word. The wife is the glory of the man. Oh, shoot. See, the, if, uh, see women, y'all can't just get dad and down ups, upset and everything. Don't you know you are the glory? You just got to be careful where you set that glory at. But you got the glory. Man. See, women, you always got the glory. The glory of the man. Ooh, aren't you special? I thought I would got all the women say, yeah, say that, Pastor. Say that. I'm the glory. See, it's how you think about yourself. <sighs> Y'all want me to just go all deep already? <laughs> Try to go all deep yet. Not yet, but I'm going to go there. Got a little fun, man. man. Well, glory to God. Should be back in a minute. Look, can I just share something with y'all? I'm going to get in. Can I just share a little bit with you? All right. So, like, I knew it was going to happen. Because that's how she woke up. That's how, we, that's how our, our atmosphere in our home was this morning. I put on, um, let me see, first what I put on. I like music. You know, when I was in the world, I like music. But I like it better now, though. You know? All right. So, First, I had to put on Future Me. <laughs> Y'all know it. <laughs> if you come to build the worship. Future, I love that song. And so, then I put on, I put on, a, what's his name? Hot Gregory Jeffrey Golden. Okay, I don't know his name. I just know I got his music. I like it. But he got a song called The Kingdom. And he started quoting the words. See, and th that's what just set off. That's what's been, that's, that's it. We, the whole house in there, we just in there just tanned it up. We getting dressed in there. <laughs> but that's how we, we, that's how we start. We come to worship. I brought my worship all, it was already there. Ain't nobody got to work me up. Come on, crank it up. Praise team off today. No, you are. You should have came in with your praise. Why is that so hard? Best time to praise God is when you don't want to praise God. Best time to play, pray is when you don't feel like praying. That's the best time. 
See, we don't do that. We go to sleep. When you don't want to come together, that's the best time to come to the gathering. Don't you know you have an opposing kingdom against you? Not just a few people, a kingdom. So that's to tell you who you are if you got a kingdom opposing you. Mm. But you're supposed to represent the kingdom of light. And the saints said, Amen. Amen. Y'all going to make it hard for me today. You might have to play the whole time. I don't know. (laughs) See? Just change the atmosphere. (laughs) Oh, my God. I like to have a good time, y'all. I'm going to be here for a little bit. I like to have a good time. (sighs) Okay. They said they ready. Astute today. Ready. All right. All right. Amen. I got something for you. See, it's in my mouth. All you got to do is, is look, receive it. Why would I come? Why would I? Why would I have? Why would I be a preacher if I don't have is anything for you? Why? Why would I be the preacher that I don't can't guide you from the thoughts that you've been thinking? That's my job. And speak the love and truth. <laughs> See, that's become. We come wanting to tell the pastor what to preach. No, I've been before God. And what he has for me is going to go through me to you. For you. We're talking about the anointing, right? We've been talking about the anointing for the the fifth week. This is the fifth teaching on the anointing. Right? We talk about that, right? The anointing, you know, the charisma charisma is the smearing of a special endowment. So you have been endowed. It's an unction. It's an idea of contact. The anointing. Just doing a little quick review. Can I do a little quick review? <laughs> Before we go in there. What I got for you today. So the anointing, we, we talked about last week, we talked about the inward anointing. We're going to continue with the inward anointing if I can finish it today. Before we get to the outer. But we're going to talk about the inward, right? So, uh, Let's go to, real little review, Ephesians 4, Amplified, 29, minister, to 32. Hey, buddy. Hey. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4 at verse 29. Hold it. In the review, we were talking about grieving the Holy Spirit and quenching the Holy Spirit. Okay, so this one's going to refer to grieving the Holy Spirit, something that I know we don't do. <laughs> Go ahead, minister. I'm having a good time today. <laughs> Scripture reads, let no foul or polluting language, nor evil word, nor unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth. Mm. But Hold on, stop it, stop it. <laughs> It, it wasn't circumstantial. It said ever. We're talking about grieving. Okay, go ahead. Come on, minister. But only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others. Mm, hold on. So <laughs> the way I speak is supposed to help others. Yes. 
It's not about me feeling some way. So when I talk to you, it's supposed to be about you. Oh, wait a minute. No, it's about me. It's about how I feel. When I speak, it's supposed to benefit others. That's what I'm doing up here. Amen? All right, come on. As is fitting to the need mm. and the occasion, oh, this. that it may be a blessing and give grace, God's favor, to those who hear it. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not offend or vex or sadden him. By whom you were sealed, marked, branded as God's own, secured for the day of redemption, of final deliverance through Christ from evil and the consequences of sin. Let all bitterness mm. and indignation and wrath, passion, rage, bad temper and resentment, anger, animosity, and quarreling, brawling, clamor, contention, and slander, evil speaking, mm. abusive or blasphemous language, be banished from you. With all malice, spite, ill will, mm. or baseness of any kind. And become useful and helpful and kind to one another. Tender-hearted, mm. compassionate, understanding, loving-hearted, forgiving one another readily and freely mm. as God in Christ forgave you. All right. Any questions <laughs> on how you supposed to use that mouth? <laughs> Any questions? <laughs> no, y'all want me to stay in joke mode. Okay. So those type of things grieve the Holy Spirit. Did you catch it? You branded. Where's your mark? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He says, a brand. you mine. You know how to do cattle? you mine. Mm. Then he said, you're sealed with the Holy Do you have the Holy Ghost? Because when you have the Holy Spirit, there's a behavior that goes along with it. Here's a test, and it's contrary to your flesh. You should know who you're operating through. Hello? Yes. Come on, y'all thought y'all were believers. Okay. Now, that's grieving the Holy Spirit. Now, let's talk about quenching them, the Holy Spirit. Go to uh, 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5. We're going to start at 16, but our focus is 19. Amen? All right. This is just a little quick review. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 16. Be happy in your faith and rejoice and be glad-hearted. Stop. Just be happy in your faith. I mean, is it hard? Be happy in your faith. Okay. All right. Till the day of redemption. Just can you be happy? All right. Okay, come on. Be happy in your faith and rejoice and be glad hearted, right? Continually what? Sometimes. 
Occasionally. Depending. Always. See, the word is right there. All you got to do is read it. Excuse me. Eat it. Because once you eat something, it becomes a part of you. Okay. Oh, that's good. Go ahead, minister. Verse 17. Be unceasing in prayer. Oh. Praying perseveringly. Thank God in everything. Hold on, hold on. Praying perseveringly. That means you don't want to pray. You gotta you still gotta go do it. It's gotta get it's arduous. I don't feel like it. But continuing, always pray. I lost my job. Continually to pray. My health is bad. Continue to always pray. My kids is acting bad. Pray. My husband, my wife, pray. I didn't see complain one time in there. See, praying is not about seeing. Praying is about believing. That's why I pray, because I do believe. It's a pray, believe that you receive. See, the order's right there. Okay. I'm going to flow right on through that. Go ahead, minister. Verse 18. Thank God in everything, mm -mm, mm -mm. no matter what the circumstances may be. Be thankful and give thanks, for this is the will of God for you, who are in Christ Jesus, the revealer and mediator of that will. Okay, stop right there. Here we go again. This right here is just clear for a whole lot for everybody. Don't y'all want it? Y'all say, the prophet says you need a word. I'm giving you this. This is the word right here. This is the word right there. Not my word, his word. One more time. Thank God in everything. And no matter what the circumstance may be, be thankful and give thanks. That's plural. For this is the will of God. So none of y'all can say you don't know the will of God. So did you give thanks when you was praising on? Did you give thanks, really? I know, I know. They, I gave thanks in my own way. You know you don't say thank you like that when somebody give you something. When somebody give you a million dollars, you don't sit there like this. You're not thankful. Y'all know what you're going to do. What you going to do? Why y'all not talking to me? A million. See, I got to go where your treasure is. See, that's where, where your heart is. That's where your treasure is. Oh, this is a rough one today. I like this. I like that day. I'm loaded too today. I'm ready. I'm, I ain't scared of your toughness. You're supposed to come in here ready to learn. Ready to receive a word for your life direction. That's what my job is, is to direct you on the right path. See, the problem is I know what my call is. I'm anointed in my call. And you shouldn't be ashamed of your anointing. 
The anointing in my life is not for me. It's for you. All right. And your anointing in your life is not for you. It's for someone else. See, the reason that I'm saved is because someone in the distant past prayed for me. I don't know if it was my grandmother, my mother, or a stranger who could see. I'm going to show you all something. And God said, I need that anointing released. Call them up. Because I got a generation of people, of children, that need that anointing. And that little five foot three body. And a half. Don't forget the half. Don't forget the half. Don't forget the half, man. <sighs> Verse 19. Let's cut through it. Verse 19. Verse 19. Do not quench, suppress, or subdue the Holy Spirit. Do not spurn the gifts and utterances of the prophets. Do not depreciate prophetic revelations, nor despise inspired instruction or exhortation or warning. Hello. That's what I'm doing right now. So don't despise it. This is what's happening when prophet was up. That's what she was telling you. See, we come to church, but we don't know how to how the church should function. Because we, we're, it's easier for us to function in tradition. Instead of a prophetic encounter. Or an utterance from the Holy Spirit for your life. See, but we, we, don't, we can't identify. Because we're just all in our tradition. Tradition don't get you in heaven. The truth does. And that's what I'm supposed to do is speak the truth to you. I told y'all in the session prior on prayer. If you're lying, I better say you're lying. I said, if you're stealing, I better say you're stealing. If you're fornicating, I better say you're fornicating. Because if I'm speaking for God, he's going to tell you exactly what you need to do. And then once you're accountable, once you hear it, now you're accountable for what you hear. He's a just God. Let it cut you. Let the word uh, just cut you. Because it's supposed to. Supposed to. <laughs> Dividing that lie from the truth. The Darkness from the light. It separates that. And you come to church and there's no conviction. Guess what? Holy Spirit ain't there. 
Now you just get a bunch of soulless teaching. Too many principles to a better life. You're not even obedient on one. I'm going to talk to y'all too about letting people speak into your life. All right. First, before I go there, <laughs> we're talking about, this is just a review, inward anointing. Right? And I told y'all, the inward, the inner anointing is the anointing that works on the inside of you to produce a character of Christ in you. Okay? The outer anointing is the anointing that flows through you to impact the world around you through the miracles and signs and wonders. And I told you last week that what was the question? Which is more important, character or miracles or miracles or character? They're equally important. I showed you in Scripture where both of them are there. Which one is more important, your left eye or your right eye? Which one is important, your left foot or your right foot? They're equally important. See, without one, you have to compensate. The other one has to be overloaded. You know, just like when you lose your sense, you know, you don't lose your sight, your sense of smell is amplified now. But there's an imbalance. All right. Y'all good? All right. Leave that review alone right there. All right. <laughs> Can I take care of some business? <laughs> I like <laughs> The anointing. This is not the teaching yet. For this is, Can I just give you this a little side kind of thing? The anointing is the power to bring change to a person's life. Step back. The anointing is the power to bring change to an individual's life. So, look at your life right now. If I would ask someone that's close to you, is there a change? Because if you're born again, you're supposed to have the anointing. Holy Spirit comes in and seals you. Are you born again? Which type of believer are you? Which type of Christian are you? Are you a Holy Ghost filled one or are you a carnal believer? I said believer. The anointing, when it comes on a person, you can identify them. You know, like when you smear something over something that's real clear, you can't no longer see it. Now, it's not translucent anymore. It's opaque. You know, you can't really see it. Who is that? Your anointing is on your life. Who is that back there? I can't really see. You can't make out the form because you don't look the same. Are you anointed? There should be a change. A profound change. Unrecognizable. If I was a cusser, I'm not now. That is a profound change. I used to watch porn, but I don't now. That is a profound change. 
I sure will. The anointing is the only thing that can cripple the kingdom of darkness. The anointing. Okay, this is just, just not the teaching yet, but it's part of it. One drop of God's anointing, that's all it takes to change the life of an individual. Just one drop. Just one drop of the anointing. We as the church need more of the anointing. That's what's wrong with our churches. There's no anointing. It's religious. But there's no anointing. Because the anointing destroys set you free from you. So we have a lot of people still in church. Say that. Say that. Touch your neighbor. Say that. We're still bound. Because there's no anointing. There's no anointing in the church, and there's no anointing in the individual. Yeah. I told you, this is what cripples the enemy. He's afraid of the anointing. He ain't afraid of, you know, of, you know, a mega church. He ain't, he ain't afraid if you pray all night long. He ain't afraid that you can play all the worship music you want. What's he afraid of is that anointing. What did, what did David, what did Saul call David for? Because he had the anointing. And that anointing did what? Destroyed. It subdued. It, it cast out that evil spirit on Saul. The anointing. Not his talent. But the anointing. Okay. So you can play, but you're not playing under uh -oh, the anointing. Okay, y'all ready to hear this. If this is what I'm talking about, this is what he needs for you. This is what you better check. Do I have the anointing? I used to watch like porn with my dad. It's the truth what's going on. But when I got saved, he asked me the question. He said, you don't do that no more. No. And see, not only that, but he recognized the anointing to change me. Y'all won't be real with this. I mean, can I be real with you? 
Mm. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm free. The anointing sets you free. And when you're free, you ain't ashamed to say it. Because my freedom is going to set. It's going to help. Going to help you see that it's possible. Yeah. That's the problem. We care too much about people, what they think. And we want to please people instead of pleasing God. Amen. That's all out of order. I told you, God bless order. Okay. The anointing needs to be back in the church. It needs to be back in your life. And we're offended when we see the anointing. Healing is great. Would y'all agree? But the anointing is better. <laughs> They're like, what you saying, Pastor? Because the anointing produces healing. Having an apple is great, but having an apple tree is better. Yeah? Makes sense, don't it? All right. Here we go. So Samuel. Isn't there something, though? Samuel? <laughs> Can I get in? No, this up. <laughs> so Samuel... He was an awesome prophet. He was gifted. Of course, we know he had the prophetic. He hear from God. But he was a gifted prophet. Y'all know what he was gifted at? He could see the anointing. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. He could see the anointing. We're prophetess. Okay, she's listening. So we make sure that you can get the word no matter what. It's in the back. Now listen to this. He was gifted. He was anointed. He could see the anointing on young people. He saw it on David, and he saw it on young Saul. Oh, man. He could see the king in the kids. Mm. 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 Fathers and mothers and congregants, we got to do something with this young generation. So, where's Elias at? Is he asleep? He sleep. But I got his gift for him, though. So, I've been with him since he, since he was born, right? Right? Just about one. Just about that. Just at that age where, you know, we did the long walks up and down the hallway. <laughs> Me and him, he just crying. Just me and him. He won. He crying. He crying all, all that, you know. You know just, I ain't saying I'm just walking with him. 
Did that for a long time, didn't he? Couldn't sit still in there? No. Now he sits still. That's one phase of his life. Then his father got saved. I'm talking about the anointing. Then his father got saved. Go ahead, raise your hand. They don't know who you are, Mario. And I told you, the anointing, listen, comes by association. But it grows out of our desperation. See, a lot of us, we aren't desperate. Pastor, I want the Holy Ghost. I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, he said. And in a week, he had his encounter and experience. No, for real. Not the fake one. Because his life changed. Ain't no way you feel with the Holy Ghost. You're still the same. Ain't no way you're anointed. You're still the same. See, what you need is help. And you need to get to the person that can help you. Hello. See, a lot of times we prolong our destiny and our purposes because we 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 just unwilling to submit. And it doesn't show that you're weak, it shows your strength when you submit. God Woo! Yeah, buddy. So I'm just looking at him, and I'm looking at how he's changed. He's six years old now. Having some little behavior, little problems in school. That's not consistent. You know how y'all do, too. Not consistent in your behavior. Don't get on him. He's six. He's six. And you? How old are you? All right. So as his pastor... Not his dad, but as his pastor, I'm watching, I'm watching him. So the week prior to that, I had my grandbaby, Janae. She was in Flex and Stretch. Amen. Shout out. And um, <laughs> I was watching her concentration. And she's been doing this while since she's been a, you know, a baby. She's been in dance. It's part of her nature. Part of her. So I'm looking at the following week, how she's focused. So I said, let's bring them in. Let's bring them in. To the class. Let him use some of that energy he got. Let's bring him in. And now we're going to put a little paradigm around him so he can focus. He got his dad. He got his pastor. He got his mom. We right there. So he, he took the class. Um, he took the. Uh, no, 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 no. He took boot camp. He took boot camp. I took all, I'm taking all three now. He took boot camp. So, and that helped him, you know, to really release some things, you know, while he's working now. See, see, I, I love him. I want, I want to make sure he get. I'm going to show y'all something. So I bring him in here to the stretch. In fact, now it's quiet. Dad was excited. Now it's quiet for an hour. He's got to focus so he can focus at school. See, this is going to spill over in all areas of his life. The anointing is going to spill over in his life. And you know why? Because it's this association. It's what's going to change his life. So, you know, I don't expect it to go great all, you know, just at once. No, we're going to be patient and work with him. 
So while he's doing it, I'm sitting back there and I'm encouraging him. That's good. That's right. So I'm reinforcing. I'm tearing down whatever the enemy has on his life. So I'm reinforcing some positive things in his life. Affirmation. Then his daddy be tag teaming on him. This work with any of your children. Put them in the middle of us. The anointing comes by association. And it grows out of our desperation. A lot of us not desperate for God. But you want his anointing. Don't work that way. Matter of fact, it's going to work against you. Just like Saul. Oh. So, I'm going to get there. Can I? Can I time? This is a teachable moment, right? All right. Okay. So, amen. So, it's the same thing with adults. Don't stay home. And you know you hear the pull. Stop fighting it. Embrace it. It's called the anointing. That's what you're feeling. You even feel it in, listen, you feel the anointing even in when, when you feel convicted, that's the anointing. I don't like that person, but you need that person. Because the anointing is for other people. And I told you a lot of time, a lot of times we can't go to the next level in our anointing because we forgot the person down there that we're supposed to help with their anointing. All right. All right. Okay. Samuel Giff was he saw the king and the kid. So you have to start speaking. You have to listen, y'all listen to me. I'm doing it right now. You have to stop speaking into your children. Now. You have to start speaking into them now. Dejan, you got to speak into her now. Listen to this. And then how you do this. So, so what's wrong? So He's having a little disciplinary problem in school. So when I'm going to speak to him, I'm going to call him. He's asleep right now, but I'm going to get him before it's over with. I'm going to call him up here. No, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, you, come here, pastor. Every time I see him, I'm going to speak into him. See your daughter, you tell her, hey, little providence. I don't care how they're acting. See what you're going to understand because you have the anointing on you. And the anointing is on your words. And when you speak to him, see, right now, it's not in him, it's not going to get him. But listen, it's going to get in his heart one of these times because you're planting a seed. Because you are anointed. 
That's why I say you can't just let anybody speak into you. Just because you're a pastor don't mean you, you mm, 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 don't mean that there's anointing for me on you. This is what y'all do when y'all watch The View. You let them people speak into you. When you watch Steve Harvey, you let them speak into you. I'm just going to, I'm, I'm sorry. If you're going to speak to me, you better have the anointing. Because the anointing is designed to change my life. Why else am I anointed? Let anybody just speak into me. You are qualified. Watch this. Every time they're in disobedience, call a purpose out. Don't get mad. Don't beat them. Call your anointed. Call their purpose out. You get frustrated. Start speaking into them before they believe it. Because your words are anointed, listen, to bring change in their life. Don't let them teachers speak no ADHD into your child. No, my child is anointed. See, and this is what you don't understand. It's the warfare that's over them. See, I told you, the enemy does not want the anointing. He's afraid of the anointing. Because if I speak into Elijah, if I speak into him, and it's going to change his life, the direction that he's supposed to go. This is why he's afraid of the anointing. Because one drop of the anointing changes his life. Careful. Stop telling you look just like your daddy. Because you know what's going to happen? I told you. See, that's the other thing. We speak curses over our kids. You don't even know you're speaking it. And a lot of us here are victims of that. God, I'm going to say they should pass it. Go on to the next thing. I just help your parents this now. And I can help the adults too. Because I'm anointed to do that. That's my job is to put you in the right direction. If you yield. It's not about control. It's about having the Holy Spirit have his way. It's about the inward anointing. So once I get the inward, now I can have the outward. And it affects all the people around me. Oh, okay. We need to empower these young, this young generation. Y'all hear me? We don't need to be like King Saul. He saw David, the young generation, as a threat. And what did he do? Seek to kill him. 
He said, you're a threat to my kingdom. I mean, Samuel anointed both of them. Uh-oh. I'm going to help y'all here. And we need to stop looking at our children as victims of this society. We need to stop looking at our children as victims of this society. We see what's going on out there. This is why it's important that you be anointed to speak into them. So I'll show y'all. Y'all think I'm just making this up. So when Israel, they were walking to the promised land, right? So when Israel was walking to the promised land, they looked at their children and saw them as victims like them. They said this to God, and God repeated this back to them. Go to Deuteronomy. So you don't think it's just me talking. Go to Deuteronomy 1, 39. New King James. Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 39. In the New King James Version, it so reads, Moreover, your little ones and your children, who you say will be victims, who today have no knowledge of good and evil, they shall go in there. To them I will give it, and they shall possess it. God. What are they going to possess? The promised land. Canaan. But they were looking at them through their own experiences and their own choices and their own family history. And they were speaking to them, you're going to be victims just like us. You're going to be disobedient just like I am. I'm anointed to do this. This is what's going to break generational curses off of your family. And the direction. Read that again. Moreover, your little ones and your children who you say will be victims. Look at you speaking already over them. They ain't got a chance. If you're going to be mom and dad is speaking this over me, I might as well just. Might as well just do it. Who you say will be victims, who today have no knowledge of good and evil, that they, listen, that they shall go in there and to them I will give it. I promise I will give it to them. And they shall possess it. Mm, mm, mm. Parents never see the next generation through the lenses of your history and your experiences but see them through God's lenses and promises. The young people are not victims. They are part of God's plan in the last days. So I'm going to need y'all to get to work. Pull your daughter to the side before she go to school. And you start speaking to her. The direction of her thoughts of her future. Listen, you speak 
who you want her to be in. And you close the doors over her lives that will lead her with her friends. You got to do that. That's what you got to do. It would be so great if that happened to some of us, wouldn't it? If we could. But we can't go back, but we can go to now the next generation. You pull him to the side. You tell him. You speak and tell him who he is. Don't let the school, don't let the circumstance, don't let the family history, none of that dictate to you who he is. I'm born again. You're anointed. Speak into his life. Call him that thing. Bad as he gets. What's going to happen? It's going to get worse. Now you know it's working. Now you know it's working. Now have patience. Let patience work. Glory to God. Can I touch just a little bit? That was good right there. That won't even teach him. That won't part five. That's just what Holy Spirit gave me to give you. See, and it's not just the kids. It, it can be applicable to you as adults. The anointing changes. Is the AC on? I'm hot. Is that me? Oh. <laughs> it's the anointing. It's the anointing. All right. Okay. All right. So y'all know we in series, right? So let's just keep it rolling, right? Told you last week. In Genesis chapter 20, verses 1 through 5, uh, this is actually, you see, the first time that um, God ever came to someone in the Bible uh, in a dream. It's also the first time you see healing in this verse, too. Amen? Amen. All right. Wow. So, and, you know, we were talking about Abimelech, right? And Abraham. There's so much here. Wow. So we're just going to touch it for a little bit. I ain't going to keep you long. I just need to give you a little something here. So we can keep the flow going. Amen. Amen. All right. <laughs> so, matter of fact, go to Genesis. Chapter 20. Y'all watch what kind of man Elijah's going to be. Too late. He's close now. He's in. It's his time. You got to do that with your generation. Mm -mm. See, I just need to know, that's why the fathers, y'all have such power in here. See, what's going on with um, Keisha and Ryan? Well, it just shows me what you have in you. And how he fights you and how you try to torment your thoughts and everything. No, the word of God says this. Matter of fact, this whole teaching is going to be good for y'all. Because God shut the wounds of the people in Abimelech's house for his purpose. My Lord. Y'all better understand what's going on. Mm. Woo! My God. It's just warfare. Ryan, it's just warfare. It's, it's, that's all it is. It's, it's because of what's on you. What's in you, what's on you, and what's for you. Now stay focused. Don't go to the left, don't go to the right. Stay right there. My God. Woo! 
See, that could be for someone else too. The enemy will always try to remove you from your mouthpiece. Once you have established, that's your mouthpiece. Other than that, you don't care. Talk about warfare. That's why when you come to prayer, we have to discuss warfare. Because most of us don't know how to identify the subtleties of warfare. See, we think it's just something blatant. But the enemy studies your bloodline. And that's how he gets into you is through your bloodline. But you're supposed to be born again. Now you have a new bloodline. Jesus, my God. Hmm. All right. How many of y'all tired of playing church? How many of y'all tired of playing church? You really want to live this thing right. See, but if you do not receive, how, how, how can I, how can I deliver? How can you receive? You get people come in and they want to come in to scrutinize the teaching. Never look at the heart of the man. Then we'll, we'll become, you know, passive listeners instead of what? Active listeners. An active listener wants to know what you said. The passive listens how you said it. Go ahead. Whether I'm going to receive it or not. If you are here, the word is for you. Now, it just depends on what heart you bring in. It just depends on what heart you bring in. All right. Here we go. Talking about Abimelech. Here we go. There's only one way to go is go hard. Here we go. I told you. what, What good does it do if I just preach to your soul, tell you you're good and grace is this and that? You can't preach grace without preaching sin. So I just tell you everything is just good and wonderful and then you don't get in. What good was that? See, we keep missing it. Jesus went to the sinners. Okay. And see, we missed that because what was he? The truth. So he brought the truth to them. I told you last week about the swaddling clothes. Poor baby Jesus. He was poor. Swaddling clothes was only reserved for the wealthy. Somebody gave them. Somebody gave them that. So it won't what you thought. And then it came to the shepherds. They came to the shepherds. Guess what? These, they won't part of the, they won't part of the congregation. They didn't go to church. But the angels came to them to preach the gospel. The good news came to the people who didn't believe. Then they came. They go see the miracle. 
Let's go see the man. He told him what they were going to be. He's going to be in a manger and he's going to be in swaddling clothes. That's the identification right there. I know who he is. And it said that Mary contemplated, murmured over in herself. God, you showed me everything. Now they come to give verification that I'm carrying the Son of God. In a dream, man. My God. Okay, I'm trying to get out from last week. Go back to it. It's on the YouTube channel. Please go and listen and watch. Amen? All right. And like it. Click it so we can get our algorithms up. I mean, so it's awesome. It's like 19 views. 19? Hey, five of them for me. 19? That's it? That's all the views? See, who are you listening to then? Who are you listening to then? It's great. Videos is where it is, though. See, somebody might come out of your desk and be like, <laughs> All right, here we go. Do both. <sighs> okay. Here we go, here we go. Abimelech. Why did Abimelech, why did God heal Abimelech's family? Oh, did we go to the thing? Did we go? Uh, Genesis 20. I'm going to let y'all go. I could open this thing up. Mm. Go to Genesis chapter 20, verse 1. Okay, go ahead. 1 through 5. Now Abraham journeyed from there toward the south country, the Negeb, and dwelt between Kadesh and Shur. And he lived temporarily in Gerar. And Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, She is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah into his harem. But God came to Abimelech mm. in a dream by night and said, Behold, you are a dead man mm. because of the woman whom you have taken as your own. For she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her. So he said, Lord, will you slay a people who are just and innocent? Did not the man tell me she is my sister? And she herself said, he is my brother. Mm -hmm. In integrity of heart and innocency of hands have I done this. So God came to, and I told you, he was a Philistine king. He won't love the household of faith. But God came to him because of the integrity of his heart. Woo! I don't hear from God. Mm -hmm. And he warned him beforehand. He said, that's why I'm coming to you because you haven't touched her. That's true. Not was it that only that, but in his heart, he didn't want to. Because if he did, it wouldn't have, his heart, the integrity of his heart would have been compromised. Excellent. No, have I touched her? All because the Abraham lied. I know you done heard all about this. Can I just show you something? All right. 
did God, well, let's, let's put it in here. In the Bible, I told you this is where God healed someone the first time he did. If you continue to read down, which we're going to save some time. And how did he heal Abimelech's family? Why did God heal them? Because of Abimelech's what? Integrity and because of his work or his thought that he had about God, what he didn't want to do. I told you it wasn't in his heart to do it. Um, God said to Abimelech, because of that, I will reveal to you the reason why the women in your house are barren. See, a lot of times we just hold captive the move of God and his revealing to you. Because of the, our heart. Okay. I told you this battle is, is over the truth. Okay. So, minister, drop down. Drop down to uh, eight. Let me see if we get there. I'm trying to show you something. Verse 8. So Abimelech rose early in the morning yeah. and called all his servants and told them all these things. Okay. And the men were exceedingly filled with reverence and fear. fear. Go ahead. Then Abimelech called Abraham and said to him, What have you done to us? Mm. And how have I offended you? that you have brought on me and my kingdom a great sin. You have done to me what ought not to be done to anyone. Mm. And mm. Abimelech said to Abraham, what did you see in us mm. that justified you in doing such a thing as this? And Abraham said, because I thought, surely there is no reverence or fear of God at all in this place, mm. and they will slay me because of my wife. Mm. Mm. See how but we prejudge people? Go ahead. See how we prejudge? Okay, hold on. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Verse 12. But truly, she is my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not of my mother. And she became my wife. When God caused me to wander from my father's house, I said to her, this kindness you can show me. At every place we stop, say of me, he is my brother. Then Abimelech took sheep and oxen and male and female slaves and gave them to Abraham and restored to him Sarah, his wife. And Abimelech said, Behold, my land is before you. Dwell wherever it pleases mm. you. And to Sarah he said, Behold, I have given this brother of yours a thousand pieces of silver. See, it is to compensate you for all that has occurred and to vindicate your honor before all who are with you. Before all men you are cleared and compensated. So, so Abraham, hold on. So we're talking about integrity of heart. We're talking about character here. Hold on, don't go too far. Uh, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. 
Go ahead. Verse 17. So Abraham prayed to God, mm. and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his female slaves, and they bore children. For the Lord had closed fast the wombs of all in Abimelech's household because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Ooh. All right. Let's dig in. Why did God heal them? Because of Abimelech's integrity. God said to Abimelech, because of that, I will reveal to you the reason why the women in your house are barren. Many times in our lives, we have barrenness. Listen, we have barrenness and we ask God, what's the real reason? So what we do is we just start shooting off, you know, all kind of prayers everywhere, hoping that one of them will hit. Okay, okay. But there's a difference. When God comes to you and God puts his finger on exactly the root of the problem that's in your life. God said, I know the thoughts I have towards you. They're not to harm you. That's not harming you. See, we don't realize that God requires faith from us. He requires faith. But you can't put a determining time on his delivery. Like I said, somebody prayed for me a long time ago. But until that appointed time had to be stabbed. Had to survive car wrecks. Had to be rejected, broken hearted, all these type of things. So I could really be able to help you. That's right. That's right. I told you, you have to have a pastor that's designed for your wilderness journey. Everybody ain't designed for your wilderness journey. Every pastor ain't, ain't dealt with rage and anger. Go ahead. Yes, yes. Angry man, you were. Short, angry man. So I can live before you and show you. That's, you don't have to do that. You're just choosing. You don't know how to choose. Go ahead. The problem is your choice. Go ahead. The problem ain't that person. It's your choice. I know it is. I lived it. God's trying to put his root, listen, his finger on the exact root of the problem in your life. And God does that when you allow the inner anointing to flow through your life. It could be as simply the way you think. Is why there's barrenness in our life. They're not ready. Okay, teacher. All right. Barrenness is not always about a, a, a child, a physical child. It's the thing that you carry that you're supposed to give birth to, like your purpose. 
I told you, you discover your purpose in the presence of God. Not outside, not outside the presence of God. Your purpose is defined inside of the presence of God. All right. Here we go. I mean, do I need a bunch of props to kind of illustrate all this? Y'all know I just can't stand it. I can't. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So what did Abimelech? Abimelech, I said, you don't want to stop the anointing to flow through your life. God did that with Abimelech. He protected Abimelech. He spoke to him. And he revealed to him the root of the problem of why it was barren in his home. And not only that, and God said, I want you to go to Abraham and return his wife and ask him to pray for you. This is the man that I just had a dream about. And the dream, you said, I'm a dead man. Because of that man. And because he brought sin into the camp, not only will he kill me, but it will kill the whole, it said the righteous, the whole kingdom. That's what it said. Now, you want me to return this man, wife him, and pray for him? Ask him to pray for me? Okay. Mmm. Y'all know most of us would have said, God, wait a minute. Ask Abraham to pray for me? <laughs> this man just lied to me and tried to dupe me. This is why we are having this conversation. I could have been a dead man. And then God said to him, oh, excuse me, by the way, Abimelech, he's my prophet. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, oh, see how we so easily just shoot people down? He's, now, this man done lied to me. He done did all the homie had me killed. You had to come into my dream. You ain't never came to nobody before. Now you coming to me. You ain't never healed nobody, but you coming to me now? Okay. And you're going to tell me this man is, is your prophet? What kind of prophets do you got? They lying. This is what they've been like. You know he's saying that. He's saying you're lying there. Y'all know how we reason. Oh, God, now he lying? God said he's my prophet. He said these prophets are liars and cowards. That's what Abimelech was saying. These, lies, these prophets are lies and cowards. That man just caused these problems in my family life. And you're telling me not only return his wife, who I didn't sleep with, but now you want me to ask him to pray for me? Yeah, Abimelech probably was saying, nah, mm -mm. I don't want them evil spirits and lying spirits in my family. All right, we adopt. No, nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> Watch this. Watch this. I want y'all to see the integrity at its best. Integrity, listen, is how you treat people who disappoint you. Woo! Then I didn't hear nobody say, repeat that again, Pastor. 
They didn't say it. Dina, they didn't say it. Okay. I said, watch this. I want you to see integrity at its best. Integrity is how you treat people who disappoint you. How you treat them. Oh, okay. It's how you treat those who hurt you. It's how you treat those who rejected you. Integrity is how you treat those, listen, who... mm, You have forgiven. Abimelech not only returned Abraham's wife, but he also returned his wife with gifts. How many of y'all would do that? Mm -mm. I said integrity at its best. I let you down, but you know what? I'm going to take you out. Come on, I'll let you down. Come on. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Why is this here? Why is this here? He's not a saved man. Why is this here? You mean he got the, you mean this man on the outside got more integrity than the people who say they are men and women of God? It's right here. Mm. Okay. All right. Can I continue just for a few more? Okay. All right. Here we go. So I mean, I'm just trying to figure out what's the struggle. He ain't had the Holy Ghost. My, I, my wife cheated on me for, and for seven years. Not, Not her. My prior wife. My ex. I'd be too afraid to stand up here for y'all. That's not my testimony. <laughs> and I won't say, won't feel with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues like y'all. And for seven years, I never mentioned it. See, this is the problem. This is the problem. I'm going to let y'all finish. But this is the problem. See, y'all forgive with circumstances. Conditions. And conditions. And you are deceived. So what's he telling me? If I could have done that and I won't save. So when I come to the kingdom and now I see you do the same thing with your saved self. You don't get in that way. You say you have power. Matter of fact, you say you have relationship with the king. You either trust or you don't trust. You can't work on trusting just like you can't work on loving. You either love or you don't. God said there's no variance in me. There's no gray. There's no in between. Don't be on the fence. I want you hot or cold. I can work with you either way. See, y'all making up your own gospel of forgiveness. I want to see you explain that at the, you know, at the judgment seat. It said that some are going to get in, but they're not, they won't have a reward. But see, 
Because nobody's teaching us about the great right on the throne of judgment. And nobody's teaching about the day of judgment. Nobody's doing that because they just want you to feel good. Instead of preparing you by telling you the truth. Your behavior stinks. You don't get in that way. Because that's, okay, I gave you the scripture in, in Ephesians. Y'all let him deceive us, and y'all got to stop letting him deceive you with your emotions. You don't serve God with your emotions. You give them to him. All right. All right. Okay, here we go. Hmm. I need y'all to see the prophetic implications in that story. He said, he told him, now, he said, I'm going to give you the best real estate. Not this man just lied to him. Almost had him killed in this whole community. Now I'm going to give you, because God said. He listened to what God said. Now ask him to bless you. Now bless him. Give him his wife back. Now bless him with the best real estate in the, in the providence. Take your choice. How many of y'all would do that? Oh, Jesus. All right. And take it with the other heart. I said it's going to be at its best. Now, listen, he said, take that. Live where you want to live. And after all that abandonment came to, after all of that, he did all that. He came, he, now he had to approach the man that lied to him and came to him and said, could you pray for my family? Look at that humbleness. I know you almost got me killed by Yahweh. And I gave you everything, but I'm coming to you for something that I need. And it only can come from the prophet, from your mouth. Now I need you to pray for me. My God. Look at how he operated. Look at this. I need you to pray for me. Could you pray for my family? I told you, man, talk about integrity. This is what we do. It don't take integrity to share a piece of your mind with other people. See, the way the world treats problems and difficulties, when people have challenges or something bad, you know, happened to you, uh, is to share with them a piece of your mind. How many of y'all done that? How many of y'all? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Y'all know it is. Some people raise their hand and some be like, I'm gonna share. You don't you don't hurt me. You know, I'm gonna share, I'm gonna share you a piece of my mind. I'm gonna share a piece of my mind with you. Well, the problem with most of that is most of the time you shared so much of your mind, you have no more mind left. You have no more mind left, so you don't share your mind with everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, man, I got to skip this scripture right here. Jesus said, when people reject you, don't share a piece of your mind. He says, your, your peace comes back to you. Y'all think I'm joking, right? Y'all make it. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Okay, go ahead. Matthew 10. Matthew 10. 
Amplified 10, 3, 13 through 15. Mm -hmm. After you done shared all your peace of mind, you have no more peace. Matthew chapter 10 at verse 13. Then if indeed that house is deserving, mm -hmm. let come upon it your peace. Mm. That is freedom from all the distresses yes. that are experienced as the result of sin. Mm. But if it is not deserving, let your peace return to you. To you. And whoever will not receive and accept and welcome you, nor listen to your message mm. as you leave that house mm. or town. Shake the dust Just of it from your feet. All right. Mm, mm, mm. Jesus said, when people reject you, don't share a piece of your mind. He says, make sure peace comes back to you. Shake off the dust from your feet. See, God's principle when dealing with, you know, situation uh, that causes or, or causes and causes um, when we get rejected or overlooked or lied or hurt, uh, which always happens, right? Something is going to happen. It happens to us in some form or another, right? I don't want you to share a piece of your mind when you get frustrated in those type of situations. Don't go talking to somebody else. Because that's what we do. We want to share. You know how you do on Facebook. You want to share. Jesus said, I want you to keep your peace. So he's telling you, I want you to keep your peace. Why? So you can keep your inner anointing. This is what he wants you to do. He wants you to keep your inner anointing. That's more important than anything else in your life. Real character is when people hurt us. Real character is when people hurt us, treating people like they treat us. If you treat people like they treat us, this is what it would do. Number one, it will ruin and reveal our true character. Oh, ho! Woo! So when something's ruined, you gotta you gotta clear it and you gotta start all over. All right, I got that. I got it in there. Ooh, and that's a good thing that you can build. You just don't want to build upon the same foundation you've been building on. Okay, all right. It will ruin and reveal our character. When you treat somebody how they treat you, it will ruin and reveal your true character. It will reveal. Abimelech learned. Abraham lied to me, and I'm going to honor him. This is what he said. I told you in the kingdom you do the opposite. Okay. He said, he lied to me. Y'all get mad when somebody lied to y'all. Y'all know you do. And I'm going to, he said, but I'm going to honor him. You know, what he, you know what they're saying about Abraham? That he was a liar? Hmm. It tells us that Abimelech was a good man. Simply put it. Watch this. How you treat people reveals a lot about you, not them. Okay, watch this. How you treat people reveals a lot about you. And not them. How you treat your spouse. 
Mm-mm. As a husband, doesn't tell us a lot about your wife. It tells us a lot about you. I am. I didn't hear nobody say, say that one again. Why y'all won't talk back to me? All right. <laughs> Can I say that one again? Can I start at the top? How you treat people reveals a lot about you. Not them. How you treat your spouse as a husband doesn't tell us a lot about your wife. It tells us a lot about you. How you treat your husband as a wife tells us a lot about, listen, a lot about you as a wife. Not about him as a husband. Mm. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. <sighs> so the minute I get in a, if, if any, a situation with my wife, guess what I do? For real. I look at me. How could I have handled that better if I really care about her? I was talking to <laughs> I was talking to one of the ministers. How do you, and I said that I'm going to share this, and I said, he asked me the question, how do I, how do I, why do I love you? He asked me, why do I love my wife? I said, I love the way she makes me feel. When I see her. Oh, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. I'm going to say it again. Why do you love her? I love the way she makes me feel. The way she makes me feel when I see her. It makes me feel like God does. God so loved that he gave. When I see her, it makes me want to give. Then I said, it makes me, listen, when I look at her, when I, I love her because I, I like the way she makes me feel, listen, toward her. It makes me, how I feel toward her, my feelings toward her. It has nothing to do with appearance. How she makes me feel, it makes me want to give. What does love do? It doesn't seek its own. Love only seeks to love. So why do I love her? Because I like the way she makes me feel. It makes me feel like I want to give. Listen. Whatever. It's not stuff. It's not that. That's part of it, but it's not. I like the way she makes me feel toward her. And God said, I know the thoughts that I have toward you. See, to, when I see her, it makes me want to give. 
listen, of me. God so loved that he. See, it's, it's, it's your love. It's not, it's, it's, I'm not operating in my love. I'm operating in his love. See, my love ceased to exist when I got born again. Because my love then had stipulations, circumstances, borders, boundaries. That's right. And I told you, when the, when the three uh, wise men gave and they laid their treasure down his feet, they won't turn to get anything in return. You don't do that. Why do I love her? I love the way she makes me feel, make me want to give. That's what love does. Give love. See, but you get got to break that border of things. That's included. That's all inclusive. Because I'm her source. She don't go. She don't go anywhere else for what she needs. I'm her source. I go to God because he's my source. Which I never run out. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm going to say this right quick and I'm going to go. In some cases, women say things, you know, this is what you hear. You hear this. And this is going to be, y'all just buckle down for a minute. God said things to me. Uh, some, some cases I said women say things to me about their husbands. Like this. Like he doesn't, he, you know, he don't do this or he don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. He's not like this or she's not like that I don't respect him in a lot of cases it's simply I don't know that's what some of the women say he don't do this he don't do that mm -hmm. why he ain't like this why he don't do this why he don't do that okay it's simply, it's simply like this. You're a disrespectful woman. You're disrespectful. He don't do this and he won't do that. He's always doing this and that. Mm. The simple fact is that you're disrespectful. Wow. They won't ready. I told y'all it's gonna be. Okay, watch this. You have to be careful. You have to be careful if you have kids. Hello, you have to be careful if you have kids. You have to be careful. You have to be careful if you have kids. Because guess what? They too would be disrespectful. Hold on. I ain't finished. I'm going to get to the men, too. Mm -hmm. You have to be careful. Because they will be disrespectful, too. <laughs> See, you got to be careful with that. You, you can't disrespect your, your husband in front of your children. 
You know why? Because what happens is you broke God's order. God blesses order. See, we just got to be real. We don't want to be real. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Can I finish? Okay. All right. God does not. God, listen, because God, he doesn't like when you break order. And sometimes husbands may say, my wife is so emotional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so unstable. Mm-hmm. And she don't do this and she don't do that. Mm-mm-mm. She don't do this and she don't do that. Oh, I better not say all them. Okay. You'll say, she's not spiritual. She's not spiritual as I am. So the husband say, he's not spiritual as I am. Mm-hmm. And I don't love her as much as I used to. It ain't just you. If it is you, it ain't just you. I'm speaking to some people going to see this about five years from now, too. Ah, uh, yeah. My goodness. My goodness. She, whew, she's so emotional. She's unstable. She's this and she's that. She's not spiritual as I am. I don't use the level as I did before. I make fun of her. Mm-hmm. I belittle her in front of people. I call her names. It is. They know what I'm talking about. You belittle her. You make fun of her. Again, you say all those things because it's you. You're the nasty man. See, what you think you see is really you and vice versa. He's so disrespectful, but that's you. She's so non-spiritual, but that's you. I told you, it's not about the other person. It's about you. Because you are only responsible for you. Y'all not ready. Y'all want me to leave and go home. I told you, I told you last week it's going to be. It's you. The issue is not her, it's you. And women, it's not him, it's you. The problem isn't with your wife or your husband. The problem is with your character. Just tell me if I'm in there, I'm in there. All right. 
right. Okay. I just want to know if I was in there. All right. <laughs> That's the same thing. You know what I'm doing? I'm just setting you free. See, it's all on the table. You can look at her and she can look at you. You can laugh. He got you. Yeah, he got you too. Last thing, and I'm going to let you go. Your character is revealed in how you treat those who mistreat you. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> this is just finishing from last week. I, I didn't even get to put what I had last yesterday I taught. So I'm, I'm sorry. So I'm going to end right here. And just remember that your character is revealed on how you treat those who mistreat you. Because someone, you said, the Bible said, don't return evil for evil. See, this is how you know it's them. It's you, not them. Because you're responsible how you treat them, even if they mistreat you. That shows your true character. Amen. Don't y'all want the truth? Y'all want me to sit up here and lie and say, you know, you're all right. And you ain't got to fix it up. You ain't got to change nothing. All right. Life's a wreck. No. This is my job. It's the shepherd. Make sure that I put you on the right path. How are you supposed to respond? And how are you supposed to interact with each other as husband and wife? Because your anointing, you've got to be careful. You want to protect your inner anointing. So then you'll be ready when I'm going to teach you about the outer one. Amen? Amen? I make sure I protect my inner anointing with my wife. Amen. It's how I speak to her. Okay. See, you grieve Holy Spirit so much how you speak and interact with each other. That's what the scripture, go to Ephesians, y'all see it right there. All right. 